Hello, and welcome to The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So glad you're tuned in at thebmgnetwork.com, the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or a major podcast platform. It's time for another exemplary episode. So here we go. Hey, I am so glad you are tuned in to The Adrian Ross Show today. This is definitely the day to uh, to be watching or listening the Adrian Ross show because this is a show I have wanted to do for so long for so long and as you can see I have four guests with me and let me just tell you um, what my guests have in common each of my guests is a woman if you're watching you can see that if you're listening <laughs> take my word for it <laughs> but each of my guests is a woman. Each is a single woman. Each is uh, um, a Christian, and um, and I am uh, I know them because we all go to the same to the same church. And so you're you're gonna see how all those things come into our conversation today because today the topic is singleness. And if you have uh, watched or listened to the Adrian Ross show for any length of time, you know that I used to do singles ministry. You know that I've done episodes about being single before. I did an episode, um, why I never got married. Uh, I did an episode with something like message to single folks and the rest of y'all. I did an episode about um, single Christians now getting to decide if they're having sex. I did an episode uh, recently about online dating. Should Christian singles engage with dating apps? And today though is unique because I those episodes I was by myself. I have wanted to sit down and have a conversation with single women. And when I say conversation, that's exactly what I mean. This is not really an interview, although I have questions. This is a conversation that I want, I want us all to have. And I'm so glad that you're tuned in for this conversation. So listen, if you're single, you need to be checking this out. Stay with us. If you're married, you really need to listen. If you are um, a leader, if you are a pastor, I really ask you to listen. And you'll see why I believe as we as we go on. So let's jump in. I want to start by having my guests introduce themselves, tell you their name, tell you what they do, tell you their age, if they, if they feel like it, and then we're going to dive into our conversation. So who wants to start? I'll go ahead, Adrian. My name is Amanda Taylor, and I am 40 years old. Uh, I am in higher education administration, and then I'm also an adjunct English professor. All right. I am Sarah Robinson. I am 33 years old. I am in my uh, last semester of nursing school, and I've just accepted a job offer as a labor and delivery nurse. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm Crystal Kaufman, and I'm an executive assistant to the president at a public higher education institution, and I'm somewhere between 21 and 67. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) All right. Hi, I'm Deshay Cecil, and I am 35 years old. I work in higher education, um, and I am a mental health therapist. Wow. So I am in the presence of professional women, 
And um, one thing that I didn't say, but I'll, I'll say now is that from my understanding, and I can be corrected um, as we go along, but my understanding is that each of these ladies to some degree desire to, to be married. And like I said, that's to some degree for some, and they can express what that degree is as, as we go along. But here's my, here's my, the first thing I want to talk about. I asked you, I asked you to come on and I said, I want to talk to ladies who are single and desire to be married. Would you come on? I want to know what your thought was when you got that question. Did you jump right in and say, yeah, I want to do that. And if so, why? Or did you hesitate? And if so, why? I was excited. I, I mean, as soon as I got the invitation, I was ready to, to have this conversation um, because I do desire to be married and marriage is very dear to my heart. And I wanted to let people know that it's worth fighting for. Mm, okay. All right. Somebody else jumped, you, you, you jumped at it or you pulled back a little bit, Mark? Well, I pulled back um, just because I'm, I'm kind of one of those, I told Adrian, I said, well, 50% of the time I'm like, yes. And 50% of the time I'm like, no way. And I think it's just, a, you know, but I think it's a very important conversation to have um, for a lot of reasons, because there's a lot of Christian singles that either are single and have never been married or are divorced or are single parents that are out there. And I think there's a wide range of ministry and an area that the church doesn't necessarily fill that gap for mm. those opportunities. Okay. We're going to get back to that. Yeah. Um, I barely read it. And then I came back to a time and space where I had time to read it. I didn't actually think about it. <laughs> um, I really didn't think too hard on it. Mm -hmm. Actually, okay. one way or the other, I was just like, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Sarah, what about you? I kind of pulled back um, for me, just like time management also, um, just with a lot of things going on in life. Um, and then also like being very vulnerable and open with people about a topic that is very dear to me too. Because it is a desire of mine. But I think the conversations do need to be had, and I don't see a lot of them. So I am excited to be a part of it. Okay, good. I'm excited that you are also. I'm excited you all are. And, and I want to jump. I, I didn't expect to go there as quickly as I'm going there, but it came up. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with it. As I said, okay. they're, they're all, we're, we're all, we're all Christians, you know, and, and so obviously we, we all, we all have a church. We all go, go to the same church. And I'm hearing something that I heard years ago when I did Christian ministry, singles, singles ministry, I should say, among Christians. And that is that you don't really hear a lot about singles in the church. And I want to make it clear now, this is no dig no. or criticism no. of, um, of the church at all, of our church or, any, or anything. It's just a conversation that needs to be had, you know? And so here's, here's my thing. Why do you think that the single life is not talked about much in the church? I think maybe it's still seen as 
not the majority possibly and whenever whenever you are you know ministering whenever you are teaching a lot of times you try to speak on the topic that touches the masses um as most as you can and i think that maybe 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 people don't understand that the single population is as large as it is mm -hmm. mm. okay somebody else come on let's talk about this why i've heard this for years and it has been a, it has been a a thorn in the side of Christians. Well, I think okay. that just, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I just think that it's kind of the nature of church meetings in general is that it's more family, quote, oriented, which means, you know, spouses or children, youth, you know, you have your teenagers, you have your, your nursery, you have your, um, youth, you have children, you have, you know, senior ministry, but there's kind of, there's no real, it's not really a focus. And a lot of, you know, even when you look in Genesis, it's Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a lot through the scripture that talks about the marriage component. Um, and I think that that's a lot easier to pull up. And, and also like Amanda said, that it's, it's much more, they think, it's much more populated of that kind of relationships, I guess. Hmm. So is that okay? I don't, it's never bothered me personally. I've, I've mm -hmm. never been the one that says, Oh, single ministry needs to, needs to be there. Um, I want to be around marriages, you know, healthy marriages and unhealthy marriages, to be honest, because I want to know what I don't want and what I want to avoid. Yeah. Um, so the, it, that's never really been an issue for me, I guess. Um, it's, it's never been something that I've really noticed myself. Really? I was about to say, also single ministry, like I've never been in a church that had a single ministry ever in my 35 years. And so like, it's usually weird, awkward elders trying to hook you up with somebody that you don't mm -hmm. want to talk to. Um, so, <laughs> like, so like, I think singles ministry, like I don't, like I know churches who have had them and what I've heard from them is that they're awkward, they're weird, nobody wants to do them. So like, I've never, and I don't, I've never been when you've hosted one, but like what, from what I've heard, it's like, not something I'm like, hey, I want to jump on that level. But um, it is awkward when you have like gatherings and you're like, it's like maybe, especially in my age group, it's just maybe me and Sarah or, or Amanda. <laughs> They're just hanging in there together. But like, there's the things of, I don't know if there was a single ministry, I would go. I don't, honestly, I don't it's, want another meeting. <laughs> it's interesting though. I got, I got to jump on this because it's interesting that your mind went right to singles ministry. Now yeah. I mentioned singles ministry that I was in, but I didn't, I didn't, in my question, I didn't ask about singles ministry. Mm -hmm. I asked about singles being ministered to in the church, singles being even mentioned in the church. Now I came up in, not came up, but after college was in an organization where there were, there were, um, singles ministries within the church, but they were huge singles conferences. They were the most amazing things. They were not designed to set people up. 
They just happen to be a conference for single people, just as they have women's conferences or men's conferences or youth conferences. They had singles conferences. But what you said, and this is not a knock on you, but what you said to me represents a certain mindset that will put the singles over here and will deal with them over there. But in the whole of the thing, they're more married people, so we don't need to deal with that. Or does it not even cross people's minds? I don't think it crosses people's minds. Like people don't talk about the Anna anointing, about being the woman in the prayer house. They don't talk about how Paul was not married and what that looked like. They don't talk about those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Jesus. They don't talk about the singleness of Jesus or things like that. And if you are single, you just gotta hope to tag along. They don't really minister like there's no ministry to minister to. Like that that would require like discipleship, I would think, for ministry singleness would single people will get together and hang out. Um, I was invited to a singles outing and I was like the youngest person there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that was also a thing of, and yeah. talking about what that feels like to do ministry by yourself when you're not a couple, or what does that look like? Um, mm-hmm. I think each church handles it different from what I've seen. Yeah. And a lot of them don't handle it at all. And again, that's mm-hmm. not a knock, it just, it's just true, you know? And interesting though, Amanda, and I think Deshay said, you know, I never, I never really thought about it. You know, now I come from, um, I have a history where I thought about it and I spent many, many years really wanting to be married. And I talk about this in some of the podcasts and I had more prophecies about marriage that I could count. And the first one probably came about 25 years ago. Okay. Um, and I was like, I mean, of course I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids and all that. But I was kind of minding my business when these prophecies started coming, you know, and um, and so 25, you know, and so I went through a really, really difficult time. And I was very much aware of a feeling that we that singles were left out. And I was bitter. I went I mean, I went through a really horrible time and maybe about 15 years ago or so now I just reached a point where um I was so caught up in my purpose at the time that it just was one of those things where I'm like, you know what, God, whatever you desire is, is fine. You know, I really wanted to be, a, and after a while, it's like, I want to be a mom. So that's really where it got me. And the age is, the clock is going and, you know, and we're not young, you know, we're not sitting here, young people here. Right. And uh, no. so, and I'm, and I'm 50, I didn't say that, but I'm 52, you know? And, um, and so I'm seeing the clock ticking, the clock ticking, the clock ticking. I'm looking at friends getting married. Folk done got saved. They've been saved about five days. They got a man. I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm faithful and all this. And let's come up in here, you know? And, um, and I really wanted to be a mom at one point. And I finally, you know, as I had said to my pastor back in New York, I said, look, I'm fine if I never get married. I'm fine if I never have a child. What I am not fine with is desiring to have a child and then never having a child. So if it's not God's will, then if he just takes the desire from me, I'm cool, you know, because all I want is his will. Anyway, so for about 15 years now, it was just sort of like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm just doing God's will. He's going to have to find me doing the will of God. Totally content, totally fine. 2020 comes after so many years, another prophecy. A year ago, about a year ago, I get 
the Lord begins to, the Lord speaks to me in dreams. I begin to get these dreams and things reminding me of the promise all these years later. So much so that I actually, and this is not like me, so much so that I actually, I went to Pastor Zach, I went to Miss Diane, I went to Pastor Val, I went to Miss Sherry, I said, I want to take you out to lunch because I want to share this with you and I want you to be praying about this. I don't know that I want, you know, if you ask me, do you want to get married? I kind of feel like Crystal, I want the will of God. And I know people will say, ah, uh, you know, because even pastor said to me that day, he says, well, Adrian, if you wanted to get married, just, you know, God can honor that. And I'm like, I think I do. I don't, I just want the will of God, you know? Um, so anyway, it's been a long journey for me, but I have had married people say to me in the church back there, we never noticed it either. Like you guys said, but I'm so glad you brought it to our attention because there are people, so many people who feel invisible within the church being single. Sarah, have you noticed, have you, what, am I saying, does it sound foreign what I'm saying to you or? No, um, I'm just thinking like, I've always hung around, like we kind of hung around the same group, like Amanda and Deshay and I with all of our married friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it is something that they just, it, it's just not really thought about. I guess. And yeah. also, I think we've had a couple conversations, um, like Deshay and I with like some of our friends that are married, and they may just not know how to respond or how to relate to where we're at necessarily in our life. Yes. Um, so want to encourage, but don't know how to like have those conversations or what to say, you know? Yeah. So that makes yeah, it does. And the thing about it is, though, if it is if it is mentioned, though, it's always mentioned in the context of becoming married. Married. There are single or, people who are happy not to be married. Just or, poor, or poor you. Yes. It's like, it's like a sympathetic, like, um, I went around some college friends who are, a lot of them are married um, from a campus ministry that I was in. And one of them was like, oh, not married. Hmm. He'll come. And I was like, girl what like <laughs> I was so, like taken aback like she was like oh poor you and I was like you didn't ask me how I was doing you didn't ask me about my walk in Christ you didn't ask me anything pertaining to my life you asked me about my status of married and then said poor me and walked away yes like I was like so if I'm not married then I don't matter like that was kind of like the way and I was in a campus ministry where I was on the hunt to get married before they graduate like that yeah. was like the that was the goal get married look around get those bodies saved after you go to college better get them now like that was the attitude and it was like well uh -huh. I missed that but so I guess you're just out there and so now that now it's just oh for you oh, hmm. what do you do with yourself that you're not married or is that rough for you um also being in youth ministry modeling that it's like oh like how do you balance when younger people get married out, out from under you and it's like oh gosh <laughs> like that's a conversation that I have to have is it hard for you to be married when you see younger people get married and you talk to them when you're in school is that hard for you yeah and it's just it puts you on the spot and it's just like how do I tell them to value marriage but I also value the place that I'm in in my life like yes. I yeah. think that's the hard part of trying to explain that without sounding bitter or sounding like arrogant or sounding like I don't need a man. Like it's it's a balance of walking that. Yes. 
Yeah, because I so, I have such respect for marriage. My couple last week, they have been married 59 years. It'll be 60 years in December, you know? And Deshae, uh, uh, Miss Pinckney, she said that when she was in college, that was the mindset that you bet, you know, she was told you better find a man before you finish with college. Otherwise you're an old maid, you know? So there, there, there is that mind. I have so much, such respect for, for marriage, but I also, like you said, you have, I believe I have witnessed people who have felt less than or found themselves in really bad relationships within the because the mindset is you have to be married, you have to be married, you have to be married. And I think it causes people to feel insecure or they got to latch on to anybody because they got to be married. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's a beautiful thing, but I always say success is not, you know, it's not th- being married or not being married. Success is being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Am I, am I right? I mean, that's what's important, but, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful thing to want to be married too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so my question to you guys, I got to ask this, why are you not married? Because none of you have been married, right? <laughs> why, are, why are you not married? For, and again, I'm talking to people who say at least 50% of the time want to be married, right? So I'm not putting every person in the box. You can be single and not want to be married. That's, that's fine. But I'm talking to people who want to be married. So why aren't you married? Well, everybody would tell me it's because I'm too picky. <laughs> My response to that is, shouldn't I be picky? I'm choosing and waiting for this man to come into my life or to meet this man that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with that I'm going to build with. And he he has to be worthy to build with. I'm sorry. Oh. I know that sounds arrogant, but but I there are things that I am not willing to to forgo just to have a hand to hold. You oh. you have to be godly, not a Christian boy. You have to be a godly man. You have to have a job. You there are certain things that I'm just not willing to to back up on, and I'm very passionate about that. Um, but but most people would say it's because I'm too picky. And again, my response is always, well, I need to be picky because if I am going to submit myself to a husband in a godly way, I need to make sure that you can lead me well. I need to make sure that you can lead our house well and that we can come together and and navigate this life in the way that is laid out and led by the spirit. Um, So I, I, maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe you can, maybe you can train him. Are you into training? Oh no. Oh God, no. Everybody's like, no. No. You know to be whole in the beginning. You know, I know some people who would say that, you know, that's that's okay to do. Being 35, no. If I was in my 20s, possibility. But being the age that I am and where I'm at in my career, I would say I'm single for several reasons. One is I have my own stuff to go through in my 20s. I needed my own inner healing and I don't think I would have been ready for a healthy marriage. If I got married in my twenties, it probably would have been unhealthy for my own stuff. I would have attracted something ungodly and it would have probably been to my detriment. Mm. Now being in my thirties, I'm ready to be married and yes, I do want it, but you know, gotta have a job. 
for one. That's a non-negotiable, huh? <laughs> you know, you it has to actually be like Amanda says, living for God. What's your prayer life like? Do you have one? Because those things would be, you know, I kind of do like what Crippo Dallas said. Do you got a job? Do you have your own house? <laughs> Can you do you have a good not just a job? Do you have a career? Do you have goals? I those have always been a, my non-negotiables when I was saved and unsaved. Do you have goals? Do you have dreams? What does he have that, to does he have to have a job, a career versus a job? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> I have one. I'm very clear. I've been very clear on that since day one, just because oh. how passionate I am, I would like somebody to run with, not drag along. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen the opposite of that. And just for me and just how my personality is. Okay. Um, and mainly just waiting on God because, you know, you, by the time you're like, got settled, got in my 30s, you look around and you're like, well, heck, what's around? <laughs> like, and it's just part of just waiting to see who's, who's not married, who doesn't have those, who's actually saved and not just playing church, who's actually doing those things. Yeah. And very hard, I find, are very hard to find. I mean, most statistics will tell you that most of the women in church are, most people in church are women. And they're doing all the things and finding the men. It's kind of like a, where are they at? Um, <laughs> where are the men who are leading? Where are the men who are godly, who aren't taken? Yeah. Where are the men? So. I, I remember <laughs> I, I, said, I said both of you, I think this is probably a couple of years ago now. Um, I said to you, do you know single, you know, do you, do you know single people? You know? And both of y'all were like, no. And I said, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about a single person that you could imagine yourself with. I'm talking about anybody. Very you limited. Know? Sarah, do what you know? Uh, I just I'm, said very limited. Yeah. <laughs> why 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 are you guys why are you single, Crystal? Why are you single, Sarah? I've just never really like Amanda says found anyone that fits fits with my life or that I would fit with their life Um, I can be a very strong person and I have a very and and once my mind is set it it's God that's going to have to take it my friends will tell you that too Um, but yet I'm not unwavering but if I'm trying to think of how it is. I think a lot of times when you're a person who knows what you want, you're comfortable with who you are, you have a career, you have a, you know, all of those things in place that sometimes that can be intimidating to people, not just men, but people in general to befriend you and come up to you. And then you put into it that um, I'm kind of like a 50% chloric, 50% melancholy. So 50% of the time I can be in your face and 50% of the time I'm like, go away. You're, you're, you're bugging me. I need, I need a break. Yeah. Um, and I know that about myself, you know, and um, I also have, I'm a single, I'm a only child. Um, but yet I grew around, grew up around my family on my dad's side. And I'm like almost the youngest of 38 grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so I was always around people. So I didn't behave in school like an only child. 
but yet my lifestyle in some ways is like an only child. It centers around my parents are going to be, my mom just turned 79. My dad will turn 81 in February and they have a lot of health problems. So I have intentionally, you know, kept my life in a way that I have been up in all their business. I still live with them because I'm not married. I don't have the, any of that responsibility. They're my responsibility and caring for them because they now need my help. And I knew that was coming by watching, you know, when you're one of almost the bottom of 38 grandkids and your dad's one of 11 mm-hmm. and he's almost the, you know, he's almost the middle. You see all, everything that all your cousins and all those people go through. So you can anticipate what, what you're going to need because all of them have siblings. Let, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you have sacrificed to a certain extent um, your own family for to take care of your parents? Sometimes, um, but, you know, I think it's it's more I also am not involved in things that get me out to where I interact with people. You know, I have the worship team. And I've been on a worship team since I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. um, 15 years old. So if it's worship team, if it's drama, if it's work, or if it's my parents or my, my extended family, that pretty much takes up all of the time I have. And if you're not on the worship team, you know, you're, you, when you're on the worship team, if you notice you're on the worship team before church starts, you're on, you're sitting down in certain places during the worship, and then you have to go back up at the end. So you don't have that opportunity to interact with people as much if they're not on the worship team. Yeah. And, and it was that way in youth, you know, I was, I had a lot of people that I interacted with that at that time were single, mm-hmm. um, but they were on the youth male and female, you know, and two of my really good friends that were, they were guitar players at the time. Well, one of them was, and the other one was just a really good friend. And we were going to a youth function. And so I'm sitting in, in they're driving and we're having a conversation about marriage and, and submission and all that stuff. And Tim looks at me and goes, Crystal, what do you think about that whole submitting to your husband thing? You know, cause they know I'm a strong personality. And I said, well, I think that if any man will treat the woman the way that God says that he's supposed to treat her in the chair, in the, in the word, then the way she's supposed to react will probably be right she wants to yeah yeah she'd want to because you're not you're not squashing her personality you're not forcing her to do anything you're you're doing like christ comes to us and and gives us those options gives us those opportunities Uh you know and um okay so i've also i've seen bad marriages and i've seen good marriages yeah and so i think that's part of why i'm 50 50 is you know, I have cousins that've been married two or three times, and then I have cousins that have been married to their childhood sweetheart mm-hmm. since high school, and and there's a wide range. Sure. And- yeah. Yeah. I always say when I when I hear see something bad, I go, well, "What do they got to do with me?" <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what not to do. Sarah, why are you single? I think also too, like, kind of what they were saying, like with the exposure, like of 
you know, going, we go to the same church. I hang out with my family. I um, would go to work. And for a couple of years, I was working at a place where I didn't really see a lot of people. Like I was by myself in an office for a while, for many days at a time and um, hanging out with the same group of friends and not really like having any other outlets, I guess, a way of meeting different people. And I have met a couple really nice guys, like through the years, um, but just didn't see compatibility in different areas or um, seeing going in the same direction, like in life type thing. But so probably all of those things combined. How much it has to do with the fact that there ain't just no, there just ain't no single people around here. I mean, that has and I haven't really done the online. I think like one or two times I got on an online thing and I got off like within a day. Yes. And I was like, okay. I, don't, I don't like that. Like, yeah. let me, let's, let's talk here for okay. I did it. I did it once as well. And then okay. I haven't been back on. <laughs> and you haven't been back on. I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, like I said, I did the podcast episode about that. Should Christian singles engage, engage in dating apps? And I, and I, and I want to know, some people say, that a woman has to put herself, especially in a situation where there aren't many single people around and there aren't, right? Um, but some people say a woman has to put herself in a place to be, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, but you have to put yourself in a position to be found. And I'm listening to some of you and 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 I'm, I'm guilty too. You're not out and about and maybe in different places where you're gonna meet a whole bunch of single people. I don't know where these people are anyway, but anyway, you just, you're not. But somebody says that that gives God an opportunity, you know, to bring to to be compatible with someone. Other people say, well, that just shows that you're not trusting God, that you're not waiting on God. Okay, I don't want to be legalistic about it, but I do want to ask what you think. Should Christians? I'm talking about real Christians. Everybody Christian these days. I'm talking about real Christians like you, lady. (laughs) You know, I mean, should should we be doing that? I know people have friends who have found their mate online yeah. and it, it's, it was a God thing. It was a whole thing. And so I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I mean, my coworkers used to threaten to put me on farmersonly.com just for kids. <laughs> like, just like I had friends threatened to like, like actively looking and like, and I've been in situations where I've met singles, but it's not, we're not, we're not doing the same things in life. We don't have the same values. So I didn't even approach those things. And so I think you can be, but like for me, I think I'm too, I guess it's too old. I like I like the idea based off meeting someone face-to-face. Okay, all right. I don't like the but idea of somebody dipping into your DMs. I think it's weird. How do yeah. I know it's really you? I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> you don't necessarily think it's wrong. You just do, you yeah. feel kind of weird about it. Yes. Okay, Amanda, what do you think? I'm not going to say that it's necessarily wrong um, because I I don't think that. I mean, I I don't think that it's, you know, sin or anything like that to to pursue relationship on a dating app. Um, I don't want that to be my story. Um, I do think there's a danger within them. I think that um, whenever you do, uh, and, and not in all cases, and I'm speaking in very general terms, not lumping everybody into one conversation, but whenever, I think when pe- most people that I know of, let me say it that way, that have attempted a dating app, they, uh, they're searching 
And, and I think there's a, there's a, there's a danger in that because it's almost like they latch onto anybody who responds to them. And so that's the danger side. Um, you know, God can use the most random circumstances to bring somebody into your life. I go to the grocery store. We can reach for the same piece of fruit right there at the grocery store. If God wanted to, I go to the coffee shop. I am out in public all the time. And, and I guess I just don't want the dating app to be my story. Um, my cousin who she is not a Christian, but she just got married and they met online and they have a fairy tale story. Uh, but I just don't want that to be my story. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anybody have a strong conviction that it's sinful? No, no. And it's a, it, it does it no strong conviction that it speaks to not having faith in God and waiting on him. Don't think, I don't so. think so. I think so. I think God can use anything that he wants to use. And if that's where you feel comfortable and feel like you need to go and, and, not in the way, like Amanda said, that you're, you're out there searching for what can I find? Cause I mm -hmm. need something. Um, you know, my, yeah, one of my best friends, she actually found her husband and they've been married for gosh, I don't know how long through a dating app. Um, and he's actually from Japan and he was actually in California and they matched up on match.com and, and her mother actually found her second husband because, um, my friend's father had passed away when we were in high school and this was like years later. And she went on a, on this, I think the same eight dating app that's that my friend did, but I'm not sure. And she's been married for several years too, but that's just not, I'm not comfortable with that. She's like, you should try it. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not me. I don't want to do that. And then like being on one, like sometimes I feel like it's more discouraging. You're like, man, there's really nobody out there near me. <laughs> like there's really no one yeah right well, <laughs> like, I, felt, I and the one time a couple times I've been on and like out of curiosity and I've been on and like reached out I was like man it's like this is more discouraging this is not even encouraging <laughs> to be like to see what's out there <laughs> like, well, it's like, you know I have off. to tell you I, I have friends who <laughs> told me that recently too like you need to take more risks you know um but way back you know before I was uh content to to be single or just open to whatever God has. So we're going back a ways. I decided that I was going to try a dating app. I talked about this on one episode, one podcast episode. Um, and so I, I did the profile thing and you put your pictures up and all that. And you get all these hits and stuff and it's coming like, boom, 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 you know, and you're like, and it can really, I've heard some people say that not that using a dating app is wrong in and of itself, but it can take up, it can, you can be consumed because then you start getting these hits and you're like all into it and stuff. And so like anything, I guess, social media as well. And so I'm getting all these hits. It was just one night. I don't know what made me do it. Cause that's so not like me to do anything like that. Like, you know, um, but I did and, um, getting all these hits. And then I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't think this is, I don't know. This is not for me or whatever. So, um, I go to, I go to bed probably in the wee hours. Cause I was like all up in that, just checking out, you know, the hits and I had a dream and I dreamt that there was, it was at the house I was living in in New York. I had a dream that there was this, this ugly, uh, threatening snake in my, uh, in my grass, in my backyard. 
And um, so when, when I woke up in the morning, of course, you remember that dream, you know, snakes, right? And um, and I'm like, I don't want to, I shouldn't have done that um, dating app. I'm going to get, nah, get off of that. I'm going to cancel my profile and all that. I'm like, but before I do, let me see the hits I got overnight, right? So I get on there. The first one I see was from a dude who was using the name Snake. I'm in that, I was like, you know what, Lord? I got that message. I canceled that dating app. So, I mean, there wasn't an app then. It was on, you know, online. I was done. And I'm not saying that's the case for everyone, but I'm saying for me, I was just like, the Lord, that was a that was a hit and a half. You know, his name that he was using to reach out to me, the screen name was Snake. Went along with that creepy dream that I had. And so even though I've had people who say you should give that a try, and I did did try something recently. I tried to get on the conservative one because I just wanted to look around in it. I didn't know you had to create a profile to look around in this new app, but you had to go through hoops just to get on. So I was like, I don't want to do this anyway. So I was like, done with that, right? But I just thought that was for me because I had one of the first prophetic words that I had about marriage 25 years ago now was, you know, he talked about marriage and he said, and I want you to hear me. I want you to hear um, even though I believe this verse is, is often not used properly. But anyway, he quoted the scripture, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. He says, I want you to hear correctly. And he goes, it won't be nothing that you go and look for. And so that was something that has always stuck with me. And so a friend of mine recently said, she's like, well, that was 25 years ago. The Lord about to change his mind. <laughs> you know, just, just go try it, check it out, you know. But I was just curious. I'm just curious about what people think about, about the dating app thing, you know. So appreciate your feedback. Here's my question. You say you want to get married or you want to get married 50% of the time. Do you believe you will be married? I mean, we got 40, 52. We got somewhere between 21 and 67. We got 33, 35, right? Um, I know people are getting married later in life now and some people blame that on us <clears throat> i've heard conservatives all you need to get married and i'm like you know what why don't you well, shut up because you don't really know what people have walked through you know <laughs> like people are choosing their careers over and i'm like some people didn't choose mr right just didn't come yet you know say, i will speak something that i've noticed about our, my generation i'm considered an older millennial which i hate the title um but um my generation in general, we have decided to get married later. Um, we doing, we have decided. I mean, a lot of people in my generation are, are from children of divorce. So we're not, we are slow to be jumping into stuff. We have found a lot of stuff suspect. If you look at a lot of people my age, we got married. It wasn't like super young. A lot of it was late 20s or we kind of just was like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, but I, but I think, of, but Deshay, I think that that's the case. Some people have consciously made that decision, but I think that there's a mindset that if you're single, I hear this and I'm a conservative, but I hear this among conservatives all the time, that your best chance of success is to get married young, have children, etc. And if you're not doing that, then you're selfish. And I think that that's a very, that adds pain to people who truly desire to be married and desire to have children, but they want the will of God more than anything. And maybe it's just, you know, 
for me, I had felt for years that, that God had sort of hidden me. And I even had a pastor who said that, Adrian, I know that you've had a lot of words in the past about marriage. He said, but when I look at you, this was years ago now, he said, I just hear not yet. You know, I know what he said. I just hear not yet. I've had people minister to me. I've had people say that, you know, that God set you aside for himself, at least for this season, you know, and it's been a long time since, and I'm, and I'm fine with whatever God has, you know, but I just think it's, it, it's wrong to assume that anyone who is not married is being selfish. And not- I've never heard, I've never heard of that. Like I've okay. never heard of that being selfish. I heard of, you know, I think being more cautious, being more subtle, being in a good place and healthy and not rushing into marriage. I, I guess being a little bit younger, I've always seen it as being a little bit more like not quick to jump into something because I've had college friends who have jumped into marriage and yeah, they burned yeah. like quicker than anything I've ever seen in my life yeah. um, because they were more an idea of being married than actual the person yeah I don't I don't think I don't think it is selfish and I think it's I think it's good to find somebody that you're actually going to be competitive with and is what God has for you yeah not just something you looked around and was like okay I guess I'll do this um, like, so do you believe you're going to get married <laughs> You do believe that. Yeah. Everybody, do you believe that you're going to get married or you just want to get married? This is probably, well, not probably. We'll just, this is the the biggest heartbreak um, that I've probably ever experienced um, is, is relationships and uh, the biggest letdowns, the biggest disappointments have come from um, from relationships and the things that have made me question um, even the goodness of God is because of rejection from a, a relationship. And so I, I know, I know that God is faithful. I know who he is. I know his character. I have relationship with him, but I would be telling an untruth if I did not express that there are moments that when God and I are having these conversations, I just sit here and think, I know that you can do this, but for some reason you just don't seem willing to. Um, so I, I desire to be married and I want to be married. I've had those words spoken over me too about marriage. Um, just recently I was, I was telling a group of ladies that, uh, I just, just probably within the last couple of weeks, I had somebody come up to me and say, God's going to give you the desires of your heart. And I wanted to turn around and say, if you don't know a day in an hour, don't tell me that anymore because Is I'm getting tired of doing it. Is that why I, I, I said something to you? I sent you a text recently and I said, you know, I do pray for you. And I pray mostly that you go. No. I, I didn't get a response. There was no, 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 no thumbs up, no jack. No. That was not you. No, but, I, but Amanda, I can relate to that because, and God will honor that because I had so many words. And then I finally reached a place where I said, Lord, I don't want another person giving me another prophecy. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I right. went through that period, but then God healed my heart. And I was just like, I reached a place just into a, cu- a couple of years ago, even where I was just like, I can't even, maybe a year, just a little over a year ago. I can't even imagine myself married. Mm-hmm. I'm just so content. And someone said, you know what? You're not going to get, a, you're not going to get married because God's not going to give me something you don't want. And I tried to say, it's not that I don't want that. It's just mm-hmm. that at one point I realized I was mad at God years ago <laughs> and I was bitter and everything. Mm-hmm. And then. I, I, re- I realized 
I can't be, somebody preached a message once and it was like, be not wise in your own eyes. And I was like, Lord, you know, whatever you have for me. And then I went through a period where I was like, I can't even imagine, you know, I'm so content, you know, but then about a year or so ago, the Lord started messing with me again. And I was, and emo- I started, I would be crying and I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know if I was crying because I'm in a new place in my life and it's, it's like so exciting. And I, I always thought marriage would kind of turn, draw my attention away from God somewhat. So there was that conflict. But then I also didn't know if I was like, if I believe for this again, will I find myself back? in that place that I was in for so long where I was just like, I'd just rather die. And believe me, there were times when I felt that way. You wouldn't have liked me back then. You may not like me now, but you wouldn't have liked me back then <laughs> when I was so miserable. I was spiritually dying. I was leading youth group. I walked away from youth group. I was sitting in church like this. I'm like, don't come over here and lay hands on me. Don't touch me. I was at the point when they would preach about marriage all the time. And I felt like they were rubbing their family in my face it was a bad time. And so when, when a friend said to me, well, Adrian, you're not going to get married like a year or so because you don't really seem to want to get married. I said, no, you don't understand. It's not that I don't want to get married. It's just that I walked through this and I had to have inner healing. And I'm at a place now where I'm content and I don't want to go back. So it's not that I don't believe or, you know, anyway. Can, that's I, can I speak to something about that? Because I've had four words recently last year spoken to me about I'm getting married soon and I was like what is soon like <laughs> that's, that's my that was my first soon my idea is soon and God's idea is soon like ideally I thought I would be married by now I thought I'd be yeah. done having children like that in my own vision for my own life I would have been done with children right now I would have had a lot of other things done by now that was not the plan but then I hear like oh when you stop wanting to get married you'll get married and then you hear like like I've heard and then you hear oh if you start praying for your husband daily, you'll get married. And it's like, everybody has a thing. Every, every person I've ever met who is married, and I'm pretty sure everyone can like, has a different story. Well, I didn't like him. And I, and, and I never <laughs> wanted him. And that was my husband. And then I was like, I knew we met. I knew that was my husband. And then it was like, I couldn't stand. And I'm just like, you hear 50 million stories. The Lord ain't giving me but, nobody. I can't stand. I don't know about but, <laughs> And then like, it's just like all these stories though. Like, right. This is how I got married. Well, you need to do this pattern and maybe you then maybe God will give you it's just like everybody has a pattern. Like they had all like they had it all together. That's the thing. Sarah, what are you gonna say? Oh no, like a formula. If you just do it like this or do like this or do like this, and it's gonna happen for you. It's gonna happen. And they act like they had it like when married people say things and they act like, you know, it's like, well, you you know, maybe you're not married because you need to do this and you need to do this and you're not as good here. And I'm like, like y'all had it all together, you know? Sarah, do you believe that you're you're gonna get married? I believe that someday I will. I think I've experienced a lot of seasons like you were talking about, of like um that that both you and Deshay hit of like thinking I would be at a certain place in my life and then grieving that. Yeah. And then there's times where instead of grieving it properly, I would get angry and frustrated and sometimes didn't even realize like how much it like was affecting me in my relationship with the Lord and um, not really giving that to him because I didn't feel like I could trust him with it right. because of feeling disappointed and hurt. Wow. And um, so just like experiencing like healing from that. So I believe that someday I will be married. And I'm just like that Lord, like right now, just continue to heal my heart from things from past and prepare me 
and um, just opening up all of my heart in all of those areas with the Lord. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, I got to ask this. There are people who believe that if you desire to be married, then that's a God thing. And therefore, there is someone for you because the desire is there. And then there are some people who say, not everybody's going to get married, even if you have that desire. So my question to you is, where are you on that, that spectrum? Do you believe if, you know, we know the scripture that, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and give you the desires of your heart. And of course, there are differing ideas about what that actually means. But anyway, where do you stand? You want to get married so it's a God thing or it may not be. Because I specifically have prayed, like you, Adrian, I said, I, I, I remember when I was like 26, 27, oh, and then again, when I was about 30, I said, if it's not my time to get married, take it away. Mm-hmm. My honest prayer, I was like, if this is not for me, let me move on and find my contentment. Let me be an Anna. Let me be like, if you don't want this for me and I'm a soldier like Paul, let me ha- like, take it away. I've mm-hmm. honestly had that prayer. This ain't yeah. for me, take it away. Like, I, there's no need for me to want to get married. Right. Um, take it away so in my own for me personally um and it went away for a season mm-hmm. it did like i i and then yeah. right yeah. when i started getting those prophecies again that freak it came back and i was like i was i don't know if i was more pissed that it came back and excuse my friend but, or the fact that it was like oh, it's back so is he coming where are you at then what's going on like and so like um for me because it was my own personal thing with god and grieving and angry i said if this ain't for me take it away from me yeah there's no need for me to want something that, you, that is yeah. not in your plan yeah. so you believe therefore that i believe therefore that it's a god for my own personal life for me specifically because me and god have had these conversations uh-huh. it's my desire to want to get married is because that's what he wants it's a god life. thing it's a god yeah. thing the rest of you what do you is 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 it a god thing if you desire it or could it possibly be that god is like i know this is what you want or think you want but that's not what i have for you i think it can I, for me i don't know again i don't want to make like a yes or no uh definitive but i think i probably lean more towards um there's no guarantees mm-hmm. and, and so in and what i mean by that because i i know again that god is so good and that his gifts are good and I know that if, you know, if that marriage is out there and it is good, then he is willing to give that to me. Um, But, you know, when I talked about those disappointments and I talked about those heartbreaks and I talked about how those are the moments that, that in, 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 in the moment, you know, in the struggle, um, in the heartbreak, I question God's goodness. I can also look back to those exact same circumstances and I can see that I now have a greater revelation of who he is. And so, I think that in this moment, there, God and I, we have had a lot of conversations about this. We've had a lot of conversations about marriage and there has been a revelation that has come and there has been disappointment that has come. And I know I sounded like I just talked in a circle, but um, I, I'm just waiting on him. And I, I trust him so much, Adrian, that if he says yes, then let's run with it. But if it never comes, I still trust him. I still know that he's good and he's going to take me to see things that I have never even imagined. Um, Yeah, that's good. 
Anybody else? I just think, um, and it's kind of a little off of a, a different route, but yet tying into what everybody said, what I hear from everybody and also in my own life is that in some ways, this can be a way that can be worked to where you feel rejected or you feel like you're less than what you, less valuable um, because you're not married or because you want to get married, but nothing's happened. And, and I think that that's one way when, you know, when I'm, when I mentioned about people ministering to people that are single, I'm not talking about like the singles ministry, right? I'm talking about like those kind of things. Like when you see somebody who's walking through this as a single person, are you noticing that, you know, it, are your interactions with them causing them to feel less valuable because they're not married because you're trying to hook them up with somebody or making them feel like there's something missing in their life mm -hmm. because they don't have that spouse or they don't have those children or they don't have those grandchildren. And mm -hmm. that's not necessarily, you know, minister to the person to where they're at or because they're a single person, a single parent who's had a divorce or, or a single person who's gone through a divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot. Um, and, and it takes two people. Two people have to be obedient for the relationship to work. Two people what? have to be obedient for there to be a marriage. Mm -hmm. So just because I'm walking out or someone else is walking out and walking in the correct path with God and making those correct choices, there's always free will on that other person's behalf. Are they still, are they walking where they need to be? Or has that person that, that is supposed to have been in my life oh. or that was supposed to be a support with, did they make mm -hmm. a choice that took them out of the pathway to interact with me? But see, okay. that's, that's the deep thing that I've wondered that's at times. Good. Because I have good. wondered at times, well, what if the other person doesn't, it, it isn't agreeable or isn't in their in their place with God that they need to be in. How does that affect the whole picture? I don't have the answer to that, but this leads me to this question. Okay, you guys are getting all the stuff. I said this is wide ranging, right? Do you believe? And this is this is a conversation people have. Some people believe there is one man for one woman that God has one person, and other people believe you choose. Hmm. What do you think? That's a good question, isn't it? I asked them that question a day ago, and it's still a good question. But you got to tune in next week for part two to find out what their answers are. So I'll see you next week for part two. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.